0: Hi, I'm Arnie Skelton, and each week in this podcast series, I'm going to offer you my top 10 tips on particular topics or themes that might be of interest to you as a teacher or manager or both. Hi, and welcome to this week's top 10 tips, which are on icebreakers as a teacher for 11 years I would have to use icebreakers to bring a group together that didn't know each other often at the start of a term and over the years I've collected quite a few icebreakers and I thought this week I would offer you my top 10 icebreakers so if you're a teacher or someone, trainer who needs to bring a group together that don't know each other and uh, to get them working together then these are my top 10 that I've used over the years so tip number one is Dingbats. Dingbats refers to a particular uh, puzzle, which is usually word-based. It can involve images, but it's often words. And they all represent a well-known phrase or saying or location, something that should be familiar uh, to most people. And the idea is you try and work out from the combination of words and images what that particular phrase or saying is, um, Now, this is quite good either as an individual activity or for teams, for groups who try and work things out for themselves. So if you had, um, let me think of one, Um, my favourite probably is um, the word Golden Gate with a horizontal line underneath it and then underneath the horizontal line the letters from the alphabet um, H, I, J, K, L, M, N. So it's got Golden Gate with a horizontal line underneath it and then underneath that the letters from the alphabet printed uh, H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O and the answer to that is water under the bridge. Golden Gate is a bridge in San Francisco and the letters H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O run from The letter H2O, so under the bridge is the chemical formula for water, H2O. So Golden Gate, horizontal line, letters H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, the the answer is water under the bridge. So, that's dingbats. Uh, You could look them up on Google, and there's a whole stack of them available, and it's really quite an entertaining and fun way to bring groups together. Uh, Tip number two, um, it's five in common. Probably my favourite, the one that's easiest and simplest to run. And you put people together into groups of, say, four or five people, and you ask them to identify five things that they all have in common those four or five people Uh, and you insist that they don't choose something very ordinary and obvious like we're all in the room together or all human beings or we're all on the same course you give them credit for coming up with something a little more interesting and different and so typically if you want to give them some hints you know favorite food places they may have been uh, favorite color and so on Um, and they they try and work out five things they have in common and then, when the time is up, you ask each group to tell you what those five things are. It's fun, it's non-threatening, it's fairly straightforward. So that's tip number two, five things in common. Tip number three <clears throat> is, I went to market. You may know this nursery rhyme Excuse <clears> me, <throat> from uh, early years, where you would say, I went to market and bought six eggs and the next person has to repeat that I went to market and bought six eggs and then add something such as um, I don't know um, um, a comb and the next person says I went to market and bought six eggs and a comb and a highlighter pen and then the next person has to say I went to market and bought six eggs and a comb and a highlighter pen and a can of pop and so on so it's it's a, a game where everyone has to repeat what's been already said only you don't do random objects you do something that's useful for the course so a useful way is to say um, I went my I went to market and my name is Alan and the next person says I went to market his name is Alan my name is Betty the next person says his name is Alan her name is Betty my name is David so that's a very straightforward, easy one. So to add value, you can say, um, my name is Alan and I enjoy going to the cinema. So you ask them to add their name and one thing or something about them. So the next person says, this is Alan and he enjoys going to the cinema. My name is uh, Cheryl and I like um, reading books so the next person says and this is Alan he likes going to the cinema this is Cheryl she likes reading books and so on so it's a kind of I went to market and you don't have to use the phrase I went to market you start with whatever you like and it's a great way of getting people to introduce themselves and also embedding people's names because it's repetitive so that's tip number two five things um, I went sorry tip number three I went to market uh, tip number four two true One, false. I really enjoy this one. Everyone has got to come up with three things about themselves, two of which are true, and one of which is completely false. So, when I usually give an example of this, I will say, um, oh, I've run the London Marathon, um, I've knocked Prince Charles off his bike, and I once danced on stage with Michael Jackson. Now, two of those are true, and one of them is false. And so people can, on their own, try and work out which is the false one, or you can ask them to do it in pairs or or small groups. Um, In that particular case, the false answer is is being on stage uh, dancing with Michael Jackson. But I have actually knocked Prince Charles off his bike, and I have actually run the London Marathon. So it's not only a, a fun game, but you actually learn something about each individual who takes part. Uh, and that's really quite useful if afterwards people are talking and mingling and chatting. And that's a starting point for a conversation. Cranky, I never knew you were that What was the London Marathon like? Blah, blah, blah. So that's number four. Two true, one false. Tip number five is called whose W-H-O-apostrophe-S. And you create a, let's say, a 16-box uh, grid. So a four-by-four four matrix. So 16 boxes and the heading above all the boxes is whose. and you put into each box who's um, traveled furthest from this college who's been furthest from this college who's got an unusual collection who's met somebody famous who's won anything significant who's mm, got a, a, a pet Um, who's got the most brothers or sisters, and so on. So you create 16 of these who's got or done something uh, interesting. Uh, And you give the sheet to a group, and they go through, asking the 16 questions, who's this, who's that, who's the other. And sometimes the question is, who is the most? So there's only one winner. And sometimes the question is, who's got, like a pet? And maybe there might be four or five people in the group who who can answer that question, that they have a pet. So again, it's a nice little exercise to get people talking and finding out about each other. So that's tip number five, who's. Tip number six is discovery. And the idea is to get people um, to introduce themselves to each other. But rather than do it in that fairly staid and and uh, false way, you give everybody a question, and it's a separate question. Now you can do this randomly, get them to draw their their question out of a hat, or you can give you can just give them out. Uh, so one person's question might be, um, "What's your favourite place?" Somebody else might have their question as. Who would they most like to meet and why? Another person in the group could be given the question, um, what's the scariest thing you've ever done? And so on. So everybody gets a different question. And the idea is they have to just chat to other people in the room by asking them their question. So let's suppose you've got a class of, I don't know, 20 people. Each of those 20 has their own specific question. And they just spend... 10 minutes asking as many people in the room as they can their particular question and they make a note of the answer and the person's name. Then, when the 10 or 15 minutes is up, you get the group together and you choose someone's name and ask them to report back on the answers they got to their question. So, the person who, let's say it was um, Eric, asked as many people as possible what the scariest thing was they'd done. So Eric reports back on, let's say, four people who he asked that question to and he will say, well uh, Jennifer's scariest thing was whatever um, and that um, Richard's scariest thing was whatever. It's quite nice because it gets people talking but they're talking about somebody else and they're talking from notes they've taken. So... It's a quite nice way of getting people talking and chatting uh, about other people, not about themselves. So instead of what is often quite pressured of asking somebody to introduce themselves and what's the scariest thing that they've done, this one gets them talking about somebody else and the scariest thing that they've done. And people are more relaxed about doing that than talking about themselves. So that's tip number six, discovery where each person in the group is given their own particular question and gets to discover answers to that question from other people in the group. Tip number seven is line up. And this is particularly useful for people who've been sat too long or just don't like sitting, who like moving. And you um, ask everyone to stand up and you find some space in the classroom, usually alongside one of the walls, so it can be in the middle of the room or at the front of the room. And you ask everyone to line up in order of and then you have a number of different orders so you could say line up in order of height so let's suppose you've got 12 people in the group and they just have to sort themselves out and so they line themselves up in in order of height, tallest at one end, shortest at the other and then they can line up in order of um, the alphabet of their first names so anyone whose name begins with an A is at one end, and anybody whose name begins with, well, whatever, at the other end, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, then you ask them to line up in terms of how far they live away from college. And what what this does is force them to speak, or at least look at each other, and get themselves organised. So it's a little bit of a team uh, exercise because if you f- the easy one is to say line up in, in order of alphabet of your first name people will say well what's your name well, I'm, I'm called Moira ok M. Uh, no I'm Nigel ok well you need to stand next to, to Nigel Moira ok and it, it also just tells you who in the group probably is quite good at organising others so that's line up get people to line up um, according to a number of criteria and uh, tip number 8 is object and date and this is this is a powerpoint so it's quite nice there's a lot of powerpoint options here and this is one of my favorites so what i've done is i've i've taken from the internet photos of familiar objects and then my powerpoint presentation is to put that object on the screen and ask everyone to guess the date when that was introduced when that was um, the year in which it was introduced or, or, or became available, uh, so um, you can have anything. You know, I've got one of those space hopper things that people bounce up and down on. There's a Rubik's cube. There's um, an Apple Mac uh, or an iPhone. There's um, uh, a Citroen uh, 2CV car. Something fairly iconic, maybe Concorde. Um, just something that most people will know or have a, a, a sense of seeing before, and then they have to guess the date in which it was introduced or, or, or made available. A, a Coca-Cola bottle um, is quite good. It just, just 10 or 15 objects, and, and the idea is they all have to guess the date. So that's tip number eight, object and date. A tip number nine <clears throat> is... Perhaps my favourite, which is Pictionary Relay. You may know the game Pictionary, where someone has to draw the word. You can't use any text on the drawing. You just have to draw what the word says. So it could be tiger, and someone has to try and draw a tiger, and everybody else in the group has to guess it. So that's the essence of it. Uh, But my version is slightly different. Um, You make it competitive so there's more than one team ideally and they love this and then you the teacher has a set of words and the set of words it could be tiger it could be a tree it could be something more challenging like scorpion or um, castle and they have to draw that and somebody in the team guesses the answer now it's called Pictionary Relay because in the team everyone has a number because they're going to act as a relay and person number one comes to you and gets the the first word they take it back to their team and draw the word whoever guesses correctly they are not the person who goes out to get the next word it's number two in the relay and this is to prevent the same people just being good at guessing words so this gives everybody a chance to get a word and draw. So let's suppose there are five people in the team. They're numbered one to five. First person gets the word. Let's say it's tiger. They successfully draw tiger. Person number four guesses tiger, but it's person number two who goes out to get the next word. This means everybody in the team gets the opportunity to do the drawing. I've played this a lot, and they absolutely love it because it's energised, it's active, it's it's... People are standing up, people are are yelling out words and also yelling out words quietly because they don't want the other team to hear it. And you run this for maybe six or seven words and then there's a winner, the one who gets the end of the list of words first. Pictionary Relay. Great. And finally, tip number 10 is to... I'm just going to call it audio-visual. There's any number of icebreakers you could use especially using powerpoint where you use a visual um to get people to to, to say what they see or to to, to find the answers uh, so for instance i do a, a find the band visual where i've put up about 30 pictures of um of objects that are the names of bands so for example a cup of um chocolate steaming is, is hot chocolate um, a lot of creepy crawly insects people will say the, the beetles maybe i've got a picture of a couple of eagles and they're, they're, they're reasonably well-known pop groups so that's fine the band it's a, it, it, pictures on the screen um and audio um i often do um, music um can you guess the, the the song title and the artist it's kind of quiz but there can be an audio quiz or they can be a visual quiz so tip number 10 is just be be completely open to the idea that you can set up all sorts of quizzes that are both audio or visual or both. So that's tip number 10. Think of audio-visual quizzes for your icebreakers. And that's it. So just to quickly run through them again, tip number one, dingbats. Tip number two, five in common. Tip number three, I went to market. Tip number four, two true, one false. Tip number five, whose. Tip number six discovery. Tip number seven lineup. Tip number eight object and date. Tip number nine pictionary relay and tip number ten audio visual. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Hope you found that useful. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe. You will still get the podcast for free, but you will also get an alert to let you know when the next podcast is available. And please recommend the podcast to anyone else you think might like it and benefit from it. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review and any other comment, because they'll help promote the podcast series on the relevant platform. So, bye for now.